0: It's not like any other podcast, coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. You know, I think that this topic would be really, really good. And and I'm gonna, I'm actually, uh, I'm gonna make this into one of my uh, podcast clips and uh, get this on video. We've got the video camera running now, so uh, let's, let's get this on camera and get this in a podcast, a quick podcast, because uh, I, I'm getting this question a lot. And I don't know if it's, uh, I think it's mainly because there's a lack of properties that are available to buy at a price that many feel is acceptable, even if you're being aggressive on your purchase. Okay, so there's a lot of product coming out, but there's not a lot of product that looks like, let's just say a good deal for lack of going into the weeds on this, okay? And so I think because there's not a lot of good deals to be had where there's realistic increases in income and value, In what I would say a reasonable period of time uh, because there's not very many of them out there and I'm not saying that you know these are discounted properties that we're looking at no we're looking at uh, properties that are highly priced and they're selling for prices higher than what most investors would typically want to pay for them let's just put it that way and there's a lack of these out there there's a lack of good product available to purchase there's not really a lack of property for sale but good properties for sale to purchase at prices that most investors and i'm talking sophisticated investors and even some investors maybe not so sophisticated would be comfortable purchasing them for okay let's just put it that way and i think because you're seeing a lot of this lack of this kind of property especially a multifamily I think you, this question questions now coming up a lot because what will happen is uh, you'll get a look at a handful of multifamily properties and let's say over the next let's say you've looked at a handful over the last few weeks and then you find your surprised to find out that they've sold at prices that not even in your wildest imagination would you pay for them, okay? So either A, uh, people are seeing something you're not seeing, maybe they are, or B, if you've got some sophistication, you've been around the block, you've got experience, and you're basically drawing your line in the sand in terms of what you feel these properties would sell for uh and you're not really coming close to what they were they're selling for that's a sign that's a sign so before i go into that let's kind of back up a little bit Uh, so i remember this would have been 2008 i'm and I've told this story before and some people that are watching or listening have probably heard this story so I won't go into a lot of detail on it uh, 2008 I'm in Orlando uh, attending a conference and I get in the cab at the airport I get in the cab and so I'm on my way to the hotel in the cab and of course the cabbie and I are making small talk we're chatting where are you from and you know, all that kind of stuff so he says to me, um, so is your market as hot there as it is here? Is your real estate market as hot there as it is here? And I said, well, it's pretty active and there's, you know, there's a lot going on, but I, I, I don't think so. And so he proceeds to tell me that in his spare time, he's flipping condominiums. Okay. So listen to what I just said. The cabbie In his spare time is flipping condominiums and he's proceeding to tell me how easy it is how much money he's made so far and how much more money he's going to make and how great it is now on the surface that doesn't seem to make any kind of sense whatsoever does it well that's your first clue that you're starting to see a bubble coming. It's basically my, if the cabbie's doing it, if the cabbie is giving you advice on flipping condos, if the cabbie is giving you advice on investing in real estate while he or she is driving the cab, that tells you, that tells you. Or another way of putting it is if everybody's doing it, that's a sign that's a sign so i remember you know this is back when you know when i uh, you know when i owned the bank and was on its board of directors and credit committee um we were being approached by dozens and dozens of lenders a week to participate in projects that were highly leveraged highly volatile highly speculative and was all betting on the future buy that someone else would be buying and taking out the bank it wasn't really bet on I mean it wasn't really based on really strong economics it was based on well the last guy bought it for this we're buying it for this therefore we can sell it for this I mean there were dozens a week coming across our desk um, and thank God we passed on most of them Okay. Um, But that's kind of what was going on with our cabbie friend here. You know, the condo thing was all, you're buying it for this and you can resell it for this. And then you can sell it to another guy or another person for this. And it's all based on who you can sell it to at a higher price, not really based on any real sound foundational kind of economics. Okay. Okay and so what that translates into when that starts to happen is then everybody can get involved in doing it related to that uh i used to have i still i mean these these guys are still friends of mine and and, you know a couple of them are still partners of mine in some properties but these guys owned mortgage brokerage businesses back in 2007. you guys remember these mortgage brokerage you know mortgage brokers they're all over the place you know, I remember a guy attending a closing of mine that was a mortgage broker. He's in flip-flops, a tank top, and shorts. He's coming to the closing, and he's getting like a, I don't know, $7,800 check. And I'm like, well, I don't understand this. And I had, like I said, friends of mine uh, that are still partners of mine that owned multi, multi, multi-million dollar Real estate mortgage brokerage companies. Okay? Well, um, everybody was getting involved in being a mortgage broker. You remember this? Everybody was. Everybody was flipping condos. Everybody was getting into the real estate market because, again, the economics are gone. It's all about what we can buy it for versus what someone bought it for versus. It, okay? Well, what happened? Finally, the bubble hit. Real estate market went to shit. uh, You know, and and, and the rest is history. So that's really number one. That's my long explanation, admittedly long, of basically telling you one of the signs of a bubble coming, especially in real estate, especially in investment real estate, is everybody is doing it. Everybody. One of the things that concerns me right now about multifamily is a lot of people are now doing it, aren't they? So, you know, I've been involved in, as you guys know, I've been involved in multifamily now, now over 30 years. Uh, And I can tell you that 15 years ago, there were, there was me And like five other guys or five other people that were really involved in the partnership working with investors to pull their money to buy apartment communities so they can own them getting the active owner benefits while not having to be involved as an active owner that's been now turned into what many people call syndications okay now they were called syndications back in the 70s and back even before them So that term is not new, but 15 years ago, there's like a handful of us out there doing this, especially around the Midwest. Well, today, how many folks are talking about their syndication today? That's right, a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot. More coming in, more getting involved. We're not to a point I don't think where the cabbie is telling me about the syndication he's putting together while he's driving the cab. I don't think we're there yet, but part of me is concerned that we're starting to head in that direction. Okay. So that's number one, everybody's doing it. Uh, And when, when you get to a point where it's like, holy shit, everybody's doing this. That's a sign. That's a sign number second sign um, is when you start seeing rates of return uh, mentioned marketed that don't make sense when you start seeing rates of return that are being marketed especially aggressively and way too much too good to be true story information along with the unrealistic rate of return that also tells you that things are heading in a direction that's not good why is that well let me ask you this why would why would people use Overly inflated rates of return in order to attract capital. Why would they do that? I answered the question. To attract capital. Okay. Why would someone need to do that? It gets back to my everybody is doing a point. So if there's three of us in this room, well, five of us in this room, and we're the only ones that are working in the world of multifamily maybe in the world of partnerships and syndications too we probably don't have to be spending a lot of time effort and energy um inflating uh rates of return or embellishing how great the project is going to be because there's like 5 of us right well if there's 500,000 of us we're all now kind of competing for the investor and in a way competing with each other so when that happens what do people turn to more than anything else as the easiest lever to separate themselves from the competition to attract more capital than the other person that's right rate of return rate of return so now i'm seeing rates of return being um marketed with a two in front of it i've saw this a couple times last week haven't seen that for a long time with a two in front of it i'm talking 20 plus percent 20 plus percent and now as you as you see these it's targeted with you know with a little star by it and you know all the um uh, weasel claw stuff you know at the at the bottom of the email or the you know, offering you get in the mail or whatever. Now you're starting to see returns with twos in front of it, being marketed just—I mean, just blasted, blasted out there. Now, if I had a real opportunity for a 20% return, by the way, my partners are getting first shot at that. I'm not firing that out to everybody. I'm not blanketing that out, which is another reason why the direction may be going in a interesting direction because if it's really 20 plus percent do you really need to be broadcasting it and blowing it out to thousands and tens of thousands of people on a mailing list I don't think so which again concerns me but that's another sign that things may be going in a direction that are not good When you see too good, too good to be true stories, too good to be true embellishments, and too good to be true rates of return, being heavily marketed. Okay, that's the second thing, and the third thing I already talked about. Okay, the third thing I already discussed, and remember, the third thing is you now taking notice that properties are selling for as high of a price as you've ever seen them sell for. Even so high that you're having trouble figuring out how the economics even work. This is not you being conservative investor. This is not you being um careful this is not you going through your analysis and you due diligence and coming up with well here's about how much I think we're prepared to pay for this it's not about that this is a step above and you're scratching your head wondering how does that work how does that work and when you start having a lot of head scratching how does that work sessions with yourself with your staff you know whoever that's another sign that the direction is headed maybe possibly in a direction that's not good now related to that is borrowing cuz a lot of this is driven by borrowing low interest rates fuel a lot of this And another sign related to what I just said that's kind of a sidebar to it that has to do with borrowing is when you hear people talk more about market values affected by the cost of borrowing than the foundational market value of the property in and of themselves. What do I mean by that? So market values are pretty much predicted by um, capitalization rates, prices per unit, um, class of property location of property those kinds of things so those are these things the foundational items that are used in general when it comes to valuing valuing multifamily property okay but when you hear people using cost of borrowing that's another bad sign so as an example a couple of days ago uh, myself and a couple of my um, you know, a couple of my employees, we went and we looked at uh, two apartment communities that that are for sale. And the conversation I had with the broker on this was how valuable the property was based on how much money you could borrow at an interest only rate. So in other words, what he is saying to me was, you should be able to pay more for this property because you can borrow money interest only at a low interest rate, so thereby you can pay more for the property. Now, that's true, but that is not a reason to pay a shit ton for the property because you can borrow more at interest only, and I've gone out of my way in my podcasts and videos to talk about how stupid I think interest-only borrowing is. Again, my peers laugh at me because I have that opinion. I've made fun of because of that opinion, but they can continue to laugh and make fun of me. I think interest-only borrowing is stupid. But here we've got market values, sale prices being discussed as a result of not economics, but as a result of how much you can borrow and pay back at interest only. That's dangerous. And again, that's going in the wrong direction. So uh, do I think we're in a bubble? No. Do I think a bubble's coming? Not really, not yet. What I am saying is two things. Number one, I've given you three or four signs, um, you know, uh, signposts to keep your antenna up and kind of keep in mind. Okay. I've given you like four. Uh, so you want to do that. But number two if what I'm talking about here with those three or four items, if they continue to grow and expand, what that means is we are heading, if you see them growing and expanding, we are heading to some kind of bubble. Okay? And a solution to that, by the way, is one word and that word is cash cash that's the word because when the bubble hits and these highly leveraged interest only loans start having problems um, i want to be there having those conversations okay i don't want us to get to that point i don't want that to happen But if it does, I want to be ready. So again, do I think we're in a bubble or headed to a bubble? Excuse me. No, I don't yet. But if what I've talked about, if those signposts continue to be seen more and more often, unfortunately, that's probably the direction that we're going. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.